heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome into Malcolm at Eight, the voice of a nation. Welcome into the broadcast, friends, and uh, thanks for joining us on the mission of Frontier. Another big day of stories here. You know, we have really, as you'll start to see the pattern here in the days ahead, we've got some alarming, really alarming stories to go over these next many days as we open up the broadcast here and we reboot the program, keep in mind, since uh, late last year. But we have to ask ourselves this. Are many of these current events related, connected in some way? Are they different stories or just chapters? in an overarching singular story of power and corruption. Today, we'll look at this Durham report or the Durham whodunit. That's kind of a whodunit story, huh? (laughs) We kind of know that. We know where the bones are buried, but no charges for the perpetrators. So ask yourself this, what dangers exist for our country if the American people ignore this historic event. Now, on top of the Durham report and this historic report that's taken place, another huge story that we'll cover today is the battle lines of Ukraine and Russia. And there's a lot more to talk about on this as well. I have some interesting thoughts. I'm going to come back and share with you in just moments on that story. That might be a little different than what you're hearing out there. Imagine that. But this Durham report, or the Durham whodunit, if you will, you know, the report became necessary here after the Mueller report failed to find any evidence of Trump, you know, colluding with Russia, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. And we'll get back into that on that other story, because they are connected in that way. And, you know, after multiple people were fired from the FBI for showing clear and arguably criminal bias in conducting this and other political investigations, still silence, still nothing. You know, got to remember now, the Durham report found that the Obama administration, including the FBI and the DOJ, I mean, this is they're all in the tank here uh, with Barack Obama and Joe Biden, were fully briefed every step of the way. They colluded with foreign spies, the mainstream media, social media, Hillary Clinton uh, to forward these salacious and really all false. Everything was made up. Everything was in the imagination against Donald Trump and the Trump campaign, but more than that, against the American people. That really should irritate everybody. The Durham report found that all the participants, they all knew the allegations against Trump were false. Everybody knew, right? They ignored all this and they lied to the FISA court just the same. I think what surprises me more than anything is how it was stayed, how it stayed secret for so long with all of those people. You know, that was really I because normally those kinds of people are not real good at safeguarding these kinds of things. You know, when there's so many people in on the secret and there were a lot of people in on this thing, as we clearly see it now, you see more than most people realized up front. The Durham report was basically it was just a blatant, corrupt Uh, attempt by the Obama administration to really think about what was the end goal? Well, the end goal 
was to have the queen, Hillary Clinton, be the successor of Barack Obama, right? Trump won anyways, of course. And you ask yourself, how did that happen if they had the whole deck stacked the way they did? Well, Hillary Clinton is a pretty unpopular individual. I mean, she about has the charm of a rattlesnake, obviously. I mean, come on. So that would tell you, I mean, even with cheating and lying and stealing, they still weren't able to pull that off. That was sort of the wild card. That was the joker in the deck there with Donald Trump in 2016. Yeah, that was it. That was the joker card, more ways than one. The Durham report shows it was really a tsunami of corruption in the 2016 election. And, and, and this wasn't the first time we've had corruption in elections, to be sure. But it permeated, here's the kicker, the real kick in the ass here. It permeated every level of our government. That's the killer of this whole story. It wasn't, this isn't just a Watergate crime. It's not just a little piece of this or a political party that got out of control. It's not, it, we're not just talking that. We're talking, think about this, people. We're talking every level of government is involved in the gag. Talk about really screwing over the American people. And then you want to talk about American exceptionalism, or is it America the Banana Republic, for which I stand, one nation under who? God's still running the program here? Not according to the leftists or the Marxists, right? You know, government collusion through the private organizations, the media houses all fell into this thing. Social media, of course, all it was you know, just think everything that went on with Twitter. All the, I mean, it was nuts, all the censoring that went on. But it was more than that, people. It might not have been illegal. There's no law that specifically probably says that the the uh, cor well, corruption for sure, but the collusion with the government, the feds and the media houses and social media, I mean, I don't know if you can put your fingers on a specific law, specific says, yeah, but I got to tell you this. It was immoral. It was disgusting. And it was un-American, to be sure. That doesn't matter what political stripe you have, right? When the collusion leads to the suppression of relevant and accurate information or the propagation of false and salacious uh, information, it completely neuters the legitimacy of our elections. So when you talk about fraud and election fraud, there's a lot to that statement. All this plays to that, people. It's not like we're out looking for the smoking gun anymore. People have lost confidence in this country with elections. And it's not just a crazy MAGA Republican. It's not that. People know there's some shady stuff going on with elections. But all this story today plays to the narrative we're talking about here. Today, we'll peel that uh, onion apart more with the John Durham report. The other one is the battle lines of Ukraine and Russia. Now, this one really irritates me, I have to tell you here. Since Russia invaded Ukraine back in February 2022, now, of course, Crimea happened many years before that, almost a decade prior. But uh, the United States has spent more than $30 billion worth, worth of goods, gear, stuff, to Ukraine, 30 billion, wow, it's a chunk of change, huh? And then, of course, you've seen just a few weeks ago in April, there was announced we're sending another 325 million plus in military aid. It's constant, constant, constant dollars are going out there. So the military industrial complex is very happy. I mean, they're grinning cheek to cheek. This is what they live for, clearly. So they're thrilled. 
But here's the thing. Now, I don't know if you've seen that report a couple of weeks back here, and it's been kind of building, but I certainly caught my eyes. The one where many of our European allies and nations are getting together and sending our U.S.-made F-16s, you know, uh, it, they're sending them to Ukraine with the United States blessing. Of course, they can't, because they can't do that without the U.S. blessing this a third party transfer, if you will. So they're not, you know, I, you know, it's like, who are we kidding, really? You know, so this, I mean, if that really needs to be, why don't, if that was important, Biden, I guess, could send them there, but they don't want that to appear. It's like, it's like we're joking ourselves. So are we kidding Russia? Are we, you think, you think they don't know or they're not in on the, the gig here? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, oh, we didn't send them. The United States didn't send them, but these other, com- you know, countries did. Well, of course, it has to happen with our blessing. So whether we are doing it through a third party, it's still the United States. You know, I remember when this thing happened. Do you remember a lot of the early conversation where there was a lot of tiptoe going on? Do you remember with, with NATO? That, that was really the crux of this thing when this thing blew open here, right? Now, the reason these stories are linked in a big way is because of this. We lost control of the narrative. The United States did, I'm speaking about the United States lost control of the relationship with Vladimir Putin. They lost control of the relationship with Russia. Uh, they, lo- they lost control of the complete narrative of what was happening out there. Early, early on, everybody was on tiptoes. And the biggest thing people were worried about when this thing launched was that we did not get involved, that no NATO country would get involved, that we would not directly supply A, B, C, or D. Well, we wouldn't be doing certain things and we wouldn't be training these guys, which we are now. And so what's changed since then? Do you see Do you see where I'm at? What's changed since then, since the beginning of this thing to now, that all of a sudden it's not politically correct to train all these cats and to supply equipment and to do that with NATO's involvement? And, of course, Putin continues to warn, for whatever that's worth, uh, that not to do it. You do have to question yourself what's changed since the beginning of this. And I'm talking about the narrative, you know, the, the information for, for public consumption. What, why has that changed all of a sudden that now it is OK? NATO's involvement to the degree it is. It is involved, man. And many people think that is the start of a potential of a spark that could create a world war affair, an event that would uh, could change the complete dynamics of planet Earth, to be sure, if it went a specific way. Now, people always think there are smarter people in the room and they'll use their judgment, but you, when you're dealing with people like this who are not entirely in charge sometimes of their emotions and the capabilities and you know, even some of them who are sick and may not have that much longer on the planet, you do begin to question that a little bit. Uh, you know, is there a madman in the group? You know, but you know this whole Russia, Russia, Russia collusion, and I seen this coming several years ago, and and it really scared the hell out of me when they made such a mockery out of the Russia relationship. I felt we should have had Russia as an ally. I, I felt that right along, and, and I'm not changing that tune. We have far more in common than Russia as a people. The Russian people are amazing people, by the way. And But we have far more in common with Russia than we have most of these countries like China, for sure, and many others. And this could have been a whole different affair. But you see, the, the, the radical part of the Democrat, the, the leadership in that party, 
they decided to use Russia. Russia, remember the, the reboot button that Hillary Clinton went in for? You know, what a joke. They, these people were laughing and spitting out their coffee in the process. But, you know, it, it, they made a mockery out of the whole thing. And they used it for political gain in our country. They were all too happy to use Russia as just a common bitch why they set this whole thing up to fail. It was all done intentionally. All of it was. It never had to be this way. But we made a complete mockery of that relationship from, from the get-go. And we created all the hostilities these two political parties did, Democrats and Republicans, and set this up to be what we're dealing with now. And uh, I blame our leadership here as to why we're dealing with what we've got right now. This could have been handled much easier. We could have gotten Putin to the table before anything ever happened. In fact, Trump tried to do that, but they cut his knees off with Russia. That, and now we know, you see, from the from the first story, Trump had nothing to do with it. He had nothing to do with Russian. He, he probably doesn't even drink Russian vodka. Well, we know he doesn't because he doesn't drink. But he had nothing to do with it. This was all. A, but yet, if, I, I got to tell you right now, if you walk down the boulevard here, Main Street, USA, do you know how many Americans would still think Trump is sleeping with Russia? A vast majority of them would, I guarantee you. Because you can't put that back into the, once that is out there, man, you can't put that genie back into the bottle, kids. It's out there. Malcolm at 8, now 8 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, of course, where you see, where you hear the show. Uh, but when you get into the prime time, Tom Renz is doing a fabulous job, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And at 7 p.m. is the National Security Hour. And at 8 p.m. now is yours truly here, the voice of a nation, Malcolm at 8. At 9 o'clock is After Dark with Robin Andrew, who's doing a spectacular job, by the way, keeping the fire burning in through the evening. Uh, so this program, now, if you're on the West Coast, it's probably Malcolm at 5, you see. And we talked about that yesterday as we relaunched and rebooted the program. Uh, or if you're Mountain Central, you figured that out. But again, it's a rebranded thing, Malcolm at 8. So you'll also catch the encore the following morning, the following Monday through Friday morning on the business hour. At 8 o'clock, there is a replay of this show. So I, I surely hope you don't miss it at 8 p.m. Eastern time. But if you do, because you got a hot date, meet us in the morning at 8 a.m. And you can hear what we talked about on the top stories just the day before, friends. What is we're going to take on um, both of these big stories in a huge way here with our experts coming right up just a moment here on the other side here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at America out Liberty at America out World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness.
Welcome back to the broadcast. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, and uh, you are listening to Malcolm at 8, the voice of a nation. Uh, Good to be with you, my fellow Americans, and to all our dear friends around the globe. Thank you for joining us here. we got a lot of challenging topics we'll be getting into in the days and weeks ahead as we begin to unroll this thing out. Listen, your job, I need you out there to share this, so this show, this program, this Out Loud Truth, rocket ships. I need you to share this, not once, not twice. Just keep sharing this thing until people are nauseated and get it out there so they can, we can wake people up. It's the kind of folks we're going to have here on the broadcast. A lot of these wonderful people and experts who know what's going on. It's the kind of information you're not going to get in any of the, uh, the, the well, I'd say mainstream, but the whatever you want to call it, mindless media. You, you don't get any truth with any of this. It's all agenda driven. There is no truth there. I want to jump right in here now uh, to the lead story of the day, which is the Durham whodunit. The Durham whodunit. Let's uh, peel that on now with Ed Hugland joins us. Ed is a senior leader. He was retired. He's retired now in the intelligence community, Department of Defense, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Energy. And Ed served as the senior advisor to the chairman of CIA's strategic planning and as uh, an award-winning CIA intelligence analyst. Uh, also, as co-host of the National Security Hour, just before this, if you're not listening, you've got to, uh, couldn't be prouder of that program. Mary Fannin's doing a, a bang-up job. Uh, General Paul Vallelay, uh, General McInerney, uh, the Mikes, all of them. Colonel Mike, they're doing a uh, Dr. Mike doing a uh, really marvelous job of getting information out. And appreciate all of them. Um, okay, Ed, welcome to the broadcast. It's a privilege to have you here, sir. Well, thanks, Malcolm. It's great to be on with you, and, and congratulations on the new program. Yeah, the reboot. Uh, we're here. Uh, it's the second one out here and uh, looking forward to really redrawing the battle lines here on this broadcast here. So, uh, all right. Let's start now with this um, the, the the Durham report itself here. Um, w- one of the most fascinating things I dress up front is I think uh, is everybody was in on the gag here more than we realize. You know, Ed, when you think about trying to keep a secret in Washington, D.C., and have, you've played in that playground for a lot of years, it's not always easy to do. And, and I'd like to start here because I think this is sort of central to I was always wondering on the backside when something would break. I knew this was all I knew it was all a charade. I knew it from the get go. I just knew what I knew. I just was it was a, initially a gut wrenching feeling. But you know, I always wondered how they something would give. You know, we were talking about Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and all that garbage that was happening. And it was crazy stuff. And General Flynn, all this stuff. It became an American um, witch hunt is what it was. But how did they keep it such a secret for so long? Um, what, how did they pull that off? Well, this is a this is a key point of the discussion that the uh, listeners really need to pay attention to. is because the left plans and executes methodically and meticulously. So as you said in the opening monologue, you know, this was planned. This was detailed plan and laid out ahead of time. First to subvert Trump in the election. So first to mess with the election. But when that didn't work, as Peter Strzok said, the backup plan <laughs> was then subvert the duly elected president. And so the reason they can keep the secret because, of course, they got a very tight circle, a small circle of folks who know how to keep their mouths shut. <clears throat> and over my uh, now four decades supporting NASA security, 
from the inside, I watched this play out several different times. One, one was a, a coup to take Porter Goss out and put in Elmer Fudd, his name now, and Michael Hayden, a former CIA director. Yeah. Uh, another coup was to basically uh, shut down DHS once it started so they couldn't take CIA analysts. And then now we have uh, this set of uh, issues here, as you said, with the whole of intelligence community, Department of Defense, Department of State, the Director of National Intelligence and others involved, the whole of government against our own people. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all those levels of government. It rattles the mind. And, you know, it, frankly, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an absolute patriot. I love our country. I bleed red, white, and blue without a doubt. But I have to share with you that... Um, you know, listen. I always, I was, I was happen to be blessed, and I was born in the greatest country on the planet. It was a blessing from God. You already won the lottery if you were born in the United States. I mean, you, you won the, yeah, you won the lottery. There's no doubt about that. And I look at the United States as God's gift to this um, this human experiment on planet Earth, basically. And but we are messing up in big, big ways now at this point, and a lot of this plays to these narratives. But I always wondered. Uh, how they pulled all that off. But as you say, it was a very narrow group of people. But I have a hard time today when you look at American exceptionalism and you think about our great nation, we really have become, I mean, I got to tell you, we it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me less of a patriot to say this, but we are dealing with here a third world mentality. And I mean, I'd like you to d debate this or argue or tell me I'm full of you know what, but I just believe I have a bad feeling. I mean, with everything we see now with all of these investigations, nobody ever goes to jail. Nobody ever gets the crime. They just, these people get away with everything. I mean, are we any better than any third world, um, you know, crap hole that's out there? Well, we are, but there, you raised some very valid points. And so the key aspect here that's very interesting as I've looked at this and, and do my own assessment of it right. is, um, to your point, no one's being prosecuted. But why is that? It's because, again, these people plan meticulously. They understand what the law is. And if you take a look at the different sections of uh, Title 18 in the U.S. Code on treason and other aspects here, they've nuanced this in a very fine manner to then avoid, for the most part, the prosecution. And there was a great article in Epic Times yesterday that highlighted another aspect here, is that uh, in criminal criminal investigations, once they're shut down, the evidence is destroyed. Hmm. So think of Hillary and think of what happened with the Clinton Foundation, which the Durham report refers to. Hammer and hard drives and bleach bit and stuff and all of that. You mean all that's gone now? Yeah, apparently so. So this FBI agents are saying that basically that that's what happened. So again, they met, they plan meticulously. They know the law and they work within the law. It's a, it's a subversive set of folks within within our own. And then they country. burn the evidence. You're saying, <laughs> right. well, because they can, because that's they understand that's the protocols. So they understand and they set that up so that once the de deal the dead uh, the the deadly deal's done, okay, and if Justice Department, which we know is corrupt doesn't wish to prosecute then basically no one takes the case any further and so there, there's another aspect there is that you know the useful idiots mm -hmm. or what i call the useless idiots is congress and the oversight and the attorney generals in the states and other aspects and the governors of the different states they have a say in this but they think this is just normal politics and as you've heard me say, this is a blood sport for absolute power. This isn't politics. And if they haven't realized this by now, 
then you can't slap him upside the head hard enough to wake him up. And that's a now, big is problem. This, is, this, is this just for power? Or, and that's this is an important point. Is this just for power specifically, for power's sake? Or with everything, when you see at the level of what it is, is there something more at play here? Uh, and Because I get people in my ear all the time questioning this, and I'm speaking of, I mean, are they willing to gamble our country, our nation for that power? Or are we being taken down multiple steps? What's your honest feelings about that, Ed? Well, I think they're willing to take the country down for the power. When you take a look at the history of, of man, uh, it's really, as we talked before, about a battle between good and evil. Right. And there are evil people out there. We see the Jeffrey Dahmers. We see the Hillary Clintons. We see other folks out there that do nefarious things purposely, purposely to advance their own cause. And so these people, like other dictators, will do what's necessary because their intent is to control and hold the power and therefore the purse strings yeah. and dictate who else gets what right. and why they sit on top. All right. No different than any other dictator or any place else. And Americans, this is where Americans, I think, fall short. Uh -huh. They think that this can't happen in America because we're exactly. all Americans. Yeah. We all think the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, evil exists. Yeah. Bad people exist. God bless you for saying that. Yeah. God bless you for putting that out there, man, because that is the factual truth here. Here's the big question for you with John Durham. He comes up with this report. It's a Skaven report. It's a, it, it is a it's a recipe for the whodunit. I mean, he lays it out here, chapter and verse. Why did he not recommend at that point? I mean, he knows who the perpetrators are. He knows who committed the crimes. Why didn't he at least end it with some sort of a lock these 10 people up or these 20 or these whatever the why was there no hard for recommendations at the end of this thing? Okay, so a great question. So here's my take on it, okay? Being a bureaucrat myself inside the tent, Durham realizes what constraints he has on him. He understands the current attorney general ain't going to do squat if he brought four prosecutions. And to the point I just raised, if he doesn't bring the prosecutions and they have certain evidence they've built up, all that evidence is destroyed. So Durham, I think, is doing the best he can, for my honest opinion, and setting the stage for those to then take the next actions. So next attorney general, should we ever get there? Okay. Has to then open up prior cases and prosecute the current cases for treason and such. Secondly, Congress and treason. Congress needs to bring forth hearings and expose what happened and label it as treason. Third, what Durham can't do, he can't create witnesses. And he can't prosecute treason without witnesses per the definition of treason and what's written in the Constitution. Trump and Flynn and other folks who were witnesses and the end uh, points of the treason can then bring those prosecutions through lawyers and others because Congress needs, based on the definition of treason, at least two witnesses. Okay. Then those hearings are done in the public courtroom. Okay. It doesn't have to happen in a federal courtroom. It can also happen at the state level That's right. because treason can also be tied to abrogation of the oath of office. Okay. okay? And there's a whole bunch of uh, legal stuff, legal beliefs that's written on that. Okay. But this is where Durham, I think, has set the stage with oh. what dealt charge he's been dealt. So hold on. You think this is, hold on, this is important to me now. You think this, uh, are you saying to me, you think Durham in this report and, and this whodunit thing, 
could this be a bridge to something else? Are you thinking that there may still be some accountability? Do you have a little hope out for that? Is that what you're saying? If people pull their heads out of their rear orifices and look at the Constitution and look at their state constitutions, there are options here to bring charges of treason against every one of those individuals now or in a new administration. And I would suggest they need to do it now because they may not be, there probably will not be likely a new administration in 2024 based on how they've operated. Well, hold on. Explain what you just said. You believe in 2024, the same people are going to be in power? Yes. I think that they're going to find a way as I think they're going to find a way to create their own crisis. I mean, look what they did. (laughs) Look what they did. Well, Could that be the Ukraine and Russia thing? Could that be part of it? Well, let me just ask you, because this was on my mind coming in today. Uh, yes. Could is is it possible that Ukraine and Russia that a a real potential war is as and that come on Ed that would be a hell of a distraction right now from any eco- well, economic problems or whatever else is going right or wrong? Well, right, but it doesn't have to be a whole scale of war. Right. Okay, remember the colonial pipeline. Right. That's right. Russians involved shut down the whole East Coast. Right. 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 Hmm. Russia has those capabilities. So does China. The Manchurian president, Biden, in my mind, is compromised by both of them. Look at Hunter and the dealings with both his countries. All he has to do as president is create a crisis in a few states and a few regions to then the level of colonial pipeline for not just 48 hours, but for a month. And you have chaos, anarchy, and mayhem across the U.S. And then you declare martial law. All right. All right. All right. 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 Listen, listen. You're giving me the hibby-jibbies here, frankly. Okay. But – I'll respect what you're saying. Um, you're interesting. You're saying these people are not going to let go of power. It took them this much to get the power back from Trump to wrestle it from him and the American people more so that they're not going to let up and they're going to do something, whatever that something is, to be able to retain the power and double down. That's the bottom line, right? Yes. Yeah. Just look at COVID. Look at the 100,000 Americans dying each year right now because of uh, fentanyl. And look at the uh, flooding of illegals, the Chinese, yeah, a yeah. cartel, and yeah. ISIS members across the border. I mean, there's multiple different ways they create a crisis to then declare martial law, in my mind. This is what scares the hell out of me, to then forego Interesting. the 2024 yeah, okay. election. All right. All right. Let's just all right, stay, hold that thought there. You're giving me a lot of food for thought now. Uh, let me tell listeners, you you hear Ed, Ed there, Edward Huglin, and he's putting it right out there, man. He's saying... I mean, and he, he he's pra- he's a practical guy, by the way, Ed is. He's not a um, fairy tale kind of person, but he's speaking. He really, I mean, think about that. That's, and I've heard this from other experts, by the way. So, but it should scare all of us if martial law is even in the menu uh, and what they're doing. But again, we're talking power and the pull and the taking our country down. I want to bring on now another voice right now to add to the conversation with us. And it is Ilana Friedman joins us. Ilana, as you know, is a veteran intelligence analyst. Uh, she's an advisor in intelligence-led counterterrorism solutions. She's been all over these stories, uh, spent all her life really uh, in this field, uh, lived many years, trained in Israel, raised her family there in Israel, in fact, spent many, many years there. And uh, Ilana, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, really good to get you up front here. And uh, I want to ask you straight out now, and uh, just keeping it real, keep it straight. But Ed says could be a martial law sort of event or something. They're going to do something at the end point. What do you say to that point from your vantage point? Is that in your menu of possibilities, or do you think the American people have a handle on this thing? 
Well, let me let me put it this way. Um, and uh, but before I answer your question, let me just congratulate you on your new show because this is great, uh, and it's going to be a real, a, a very important addition to the radio listeners. When your primary goals are the acquisition of money and power, when that's all that matters to you, then the values that made this country great are not only unimportant, they get in the way and they need to be destroyed and replaced with tyranny. And I think that is exactly where we're headed because of the the machinations of the the people who want to retain their power at all costs the fact that they put joe biden in the white house is the greatest um example of the evil that they are capable of because this is a man who needs to be in a rest home and and here and here he is running the the greatest country in the world and he he doesn't he, we need for him to be out but then look who would replace him look what they've done in putting the the powers that be in the white house the sec, the the uh, president the vice president and and, and some of the the secretaries mm-hmm. uh, they're they're hopeless and but that gives them the people behind the curtain the power to do whatever they want and they're doing it and we are not we have not been capable of stopping it so far yeah. this is getting interesting as hell here people really juicy with what ed says and now ilana says here very very interesting and really i guess what more so i take from what you're saying there ilana it's a bit of a slap in the face to the american people that they would put a clown in there like this uh Joe Biden, which is obviously the extension of the transformation of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and that radical Marxist coup uh, that they've been trying to pull off in our nation. Uh, and you you say it very eloquently there in plain English uh, for people to grab onto. All right. So I hear what you said. I get all of that. Now, let me let me just think a little bit outside the lines here, because I, I always color outside the lines a bit here. So let me let me do this now. Uh, the, the, it's a dire situation listening to you both. Very dire situation now. You got me on edge a little bit with the martial law conversation, things that are happening there. The fact that you're right, it's kind of a, why would they have that clown in there? I mean, I mean, that's like, why would, I mean, think about it, people. I mean, I mean, is that the best you could do? Joe Biden at this point in time, 80 some odd years old, he gave me in the man that should no, be nowhere near that. He shouldn't be cleaning the janitorial rooms in the White House at that. He shouldn't be anywhere near it. I mean, you think about that for a moment. That's that's outrageous. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. If you look at the 2024 field now, I have to segue here a moment here. You're seeing Tim Scott come in, of course. You're seeing uh, um, the uh, ambassador, Nikki Haley's playing in that. You see now Ron DeSantis has got his head. We were wondering if DeSantis was going to hold his cards or hold the, hold the ignition, but he, he didn't. Of course, he had. A, we talked about it yesterday very fiery send-off on uh, Twitter with Musk and all that business. We we covered that. But you take a look at that. Of course, you got Trump. They're doing everything they can right now. Trump is the wild card. They're doing everything they can to dismantle him and kick him right in the knees and drop him to his ass. And they're going to, and I'll, we'll talk about that in a second. They're trying to come after him big time right now, more than I've ever seen. Uh, they know he's a danger because he's a lit TNT. He does not give a rat's ass. He'll blow the whole freaking environment up at that Uh pretty well i think um and so 
Alana, here's what I'll say first to you, and then we'll go to Ed, and here's what it is. Right now, Trump surrounded himself with the wrong people. Now, Trump has always played himself as a leader. If you look back at his books and a lot of the work he's done over the years, he talked about the the uh, echelon of leadership, the, the pinnacle of leadership, was to surround yourself with the best, brightest, amazing people. And he took great pride in that. It's written in his books. It's part of his language. I get it. He did not do that coming into Washington, D.C. Now, granted, he was a rookie. He was a new guy into the political sphere. He reached for the mountaintops and he was able to scale the mountaintops and grab onto the presidency. Nobody has ever done that. Never ran. He didn't run for mosquito control before that. And he ran right for the presidency and won the whole damn thing. And but see, he he was rookie. He was, you know, and I remember the visual of Paul Ryan walking out onto that patio and pointing over to the the ever the whatever in DC, the probably the swamp of DC, showing him where different things were. I remember that visual like it was yesterday with Paul Ryan and Donald Trump. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, this guy is like, he doesn't even know where the landscape is or what's on the roads there or what's happening. He really didn't know the political landscape or what was happening in D.C. And Ryan was showing him all that. Of course, Ryan was part of the part of the the gig. He was part of the gag, you know, naturally. A lot of these cats are on the Republican side as too. Uh, they're as bad as the other side. All of that was happening. And uh, uh, Trump... Um, uh, but he made a mistake in not having the best people around him, Alana. I, I, I would. That's on. That's the leadership. That's on Trump's watch. I'm sorry, but I have to call it as I see it. I like Trump. I like what he's done, but I do have to call that. Now, my question to you is this: If he got the keys to the car again, and we could somehow the American people get him into office, basically uh, on the basis of what Ed just said, that's a tall order. Uh, you'd be better to get. Probably someone else. They, I don't know how much of the martial law stuff they'll pull or something else, but I don't know. It's a tall order. But if that was to happen, wouldn't he have to clear the deck this time, knowing what's transpired? I mean, they all came after him and played games. The FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, the NIH, the the, the, the mosquito control people, they all came after him. They were all after Trump. Everybody, lock, stock, and barrel. And they screwed things up enough with the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff and all this stuff, peeing on prostitutes in the Moscow hotels. They had stories that you couldn't have sold in a best-selling book if you did it. That novel would not have sold. And these people pulled it off as a real-life deal. What Trump would have to clear, wouldn't he have to clear? I mean, this would be, you talk about carnage. We'd have a moment in our country we haven't seen before because it would be Trump. If this got to that point... Uh, you'd have a fight here. You'd have, you'd be, something's going to have to break. You'd have make America great again. There, there would be your moment, your spark, and you'd have the radical extremes. Those two part of both parties would be in the fight. What, what does that look like, Alana? And what would have to happen? Well, it, I, to, uh, from where I sit, it looks ugly because I'm not convinced that, that Trump learns from his mistakes. Huh. Um, I, I saw him, go through a succession of advisors and and uh, uh, various secretaries and keep choosing bad people, keep choosing people who were not up to the task that he was that he was carrying out as president. I think he was a phenomenal president in terms of what he was able to accomplish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the best that we've had. Oh, yeah. But in terms of his ability to choose people to work with him, I I have a lot of a lot of doubts. He's he's got a big mouth and he uses it inappropriately and he turns people off. But he also and that that's on the one side and on the other side, when he's selecting people to be part of his team, 
he does a bad job of it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure why. I, 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 I know. I know. I know. I, know, I love what you say there. I love what you say there. And I totally get it. Let me get Ed. I want to get a last word, Ed. And we're running against the clock here before we get to the next topic. But wrap this all up for me, please. Okay. Well, they can't forget about CIA. Durham report sort of obfuscates that. Okay. CIA, from the beginning with Brennan, Clapper, and Comey, ran this thing. Trump's looking to bring back Flint. Wrong mistake, as Yolanda said. He needs to bring a whole new crew in if he's elected president who understands how the bureaucracy works from within. He was outplayed last time, and currently he's on a path to be outplayed again this time here. Wow. And this is one reason why they, the far left may give him a pass and let this 24 election take place because they know they can dupe him again for four years and undercut him because they have folks like Antifa on speed dial. So there's many ways they can impinge his administration mm. from the start again. What a interesting, interesting conversation! I got to tell you, man, this was uh, this was very revealing to me. Uh, this this whole first part of the broadcast, friends. Uh, we're going to move the program along now and continue on with the other stories here. Um, again, you're listening to the Voice of a Nation here and uh, Malcolm at Eight, our rebranding of the new broadcast. Uh, friends, I want to give you a new website: uh, AmericaOutloud.shop. AmericaOutloud.shop. Uh, this has been in the makings for some time now. Who have just launched it, and it was interesting because we've always been pursuing the best deals we can for your health and your well-being. Frankly, uh, and we've got a lot of shows that get into not only the medical aspect but naturopathic, uh, natural medicine. I love that kind of stuff. I have to tell you, feeling good, you know, feeling good. I thought that I could remember that song, right? And that's what it is with health and wellness and your 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 mindset, your mental, your physical, your body, healthy immune system, things we've been talking about throughout the years now. Uh, we have the best deals going on, whether it's, uh, you know, again, healthy cell, whether it's Copix RX, clear, nasal hygiene, uh, the new wellness company, Spike Support. A lot of people are struggling with long COVID vaccine injuries. The spike problem, that buildup of the spike protein is the problem. You've got to get it out of your body. You've got to get it out of your system. Natokinase is the key that's in that product, Spike Support. I can tell you right now, I know it from the back of my hands. You want that product, Spike Support. You get 25% off at the AmericaOutloud.shop. That's how you get that. The Healthy Cell as well, the Microgels, I love that product. There's a lot of great products in there. Take a look, spend some time for your own well-being and your health, because if you don't have your health, you got nothing. We've all learned that throughout COVID, friends. So again, help us get that out. It's brand new. We just created it for your benefit, so you don't have to remember all these crazy URLs and all the deals we put together. These are, th these are negotiated uh, arrangements. They're curated uh, partnerships is what they are, all of these companies. And we are thrilled and very, very, very pleased to have them on the journey here and to support our listeners and readers and uh, our family here at America Out Loud. We'll take a quick pause. We'll join you just on the other side here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative thing. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. 
can go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Back, friends, to the broadcast. So thank you for joining us on the mission. It is Malcolm out loud here, and uh, you're right here, right where you belong, right where you belong. Malcolm at eight, or Malcolm at five on the Pacific Coast. I love that stuff. You know, I thought, you know, that might be confusion of folks. The eight, but you know what? We're going to use it to our advantage. Or if you're Mountain Time or Central, Malcolm at six, Malcolm at seven. However you get it, just get Malcolm in your program, and I'll bring you the truth, the out loud truth, and we'll uh, brighten up the day a little bit, right? That's what we're going to do here, friends. So welcome into the broadcast here. Um, help us get this out there, please. Share this from sea to shine and sea. Although our seas on some days aren't shining as much as I'd like, but we're going to keep trying to make them right, people, and get those seas to shine. I love our nation. I love our country. I love our people. We the people. I love the American people. Frankly, I love all people. Uh, we're blessed to be in this and blessed to be living in the greatest country uh, the world has ever known. Our job now, yours and mine, and everybody listening to my voice, is to help us save it, please. Help us restore this majesty, the shining city on a hill. That republic, that's the one. Yes, uh, America, the United States of America. Hmm. Wow, where's Ronald Reagan when we need him? Hmm. Uh, the country needs a statesman at this point, doesn't it now? Let's dive a little bit into Ukraine, Russia, and our time here and talk about this, um, uh, this program here. Uh, now... I mentioned up front, uh, you know, Ilana, I want to let me put you right on the hot seat right now, right on the hot seat. I mentioned up front. I, I let me I'm not going to hold my words back here. I said up front that, listen, everything was about not tipping NATO's hands. Keep NATO out of it. United States, everybody, European, everybody stay out of it. You can't you can't kind of do this thing. you got to stay removed. We can't be training people. We can't, you know, put our hands in the cookie job. I've seen things changing over the past year and certainly many months now and now we're supplying all kinds of equipment we're training them we're now giving them f-16s we're training them all we're giving them mountains of money mountains of money and we're in the meantime our country own country is suffering badly in a lot of ways and so what's up with all this what did i miss with this why do you think this change has happened and what's behind that there lana please well, it's it's very hard to know. I think that behind the curtain, there is a lot of corruption that we just don't know about. And it's been going on for a long time. This isn't new. You remember when when uh, Joe Biden was uh, 
bragged about um, extorting the Ukraine government yeah. and held up a, a billion dollar loan guarantee if, if they if they unless they would fire the attorney general who was investigating his son. Um, uh, or he his still son. became president after that. Yes, he did. And he bragged about it. And and that video went viral and it, it was on, you know, on, on the airways. A anybody could see it. He was bragging about having done this. The, the, the corruption was always there. But what is really disturbing to me is that um, here we have as of as of uh, last week, I think the the United States has committed thirty seven point three billion dollars yeah. since the beginning, you know, since February twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two, um, and the latest one point two billion dollar package was just uh, a few weeks ago. This is uh, um, something which is simply has it's a a funnel into which money has been pour being poured without any regard for uh, any other programs that the United States is involved with. Uh, well, aren't we fighting that war? As I said, isn't that just a proxy war? Uh, you know, when it started, Malcolm, uh, and the Russians launched their assault on uh, Ukraine, uh, it was so massive and so brutal. They targeted civilian areas. They targeted the the apartment complex. Well, they wanted Kiev. They wanted the gem, the the crown jewel royal. They wanted Kiev, but they couldn't get it. Well, it, no, it was more than that. It was it was the beginning of a of a of a genocide. Um, they, oh, true. they yeah. because all of their targets, almost all of their targets, were civilian uh, schools, hospitals. Um, that still is. One happened uh, overnight. Another hospital was bombed. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. Exactly. So uh, when I looked at that, yeah. I I really believe that we had to get involved because we have stood by. We stood by the in the Second World War. We allowed the Holocaust to happen. Twelve million people were killed. Six million Jews. And and that and, and we didn't we did almost nothing to help. The people who were suffering, and we knew about it, we just didn't do anything. And then in Rwanda, we stood by. United Nations stood by. This is something that's not acceptable, according to the yeah. way we live and the values that we hold. Mm -hmm. We need to we need to be involved when when Jenna, we need to be involved in China with the genocide that's happening against the Uyghurs. Well. And, the, and I don't mean we need to go to war with China. Don't misunderstand yeah, me. Yeah. But there are things that we can do that that don't include mm -hmm. war. That, that these things in, include things that maybe sanctions or 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 not uh, yeah, not allow yeah. them to get. Yeah, there are other ways we can do it. Well, maybe, maybe, but the, the you know, but the I, point I, is we yeah. can't we can't ignore it. It, it is against well, values. Uh, we we have to have that argument on another day. Um, okay, but I, was, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, no, I get what you're saying. I hear you. I want to bring right, Ed was, back in here to well, the talk here. Let me just can I just finish the thought, please, Malcolm? Uh, because that was my first thought. But then I got I saw how we are continuing to pour money in in there, and we're not accounting for it. And and that that is something yeah. totally different. That is corruption, and that is the, that's the name of our government yeah. of the yeah. Biden administration. All right. Well, listen. Uh, uh, all right. Put all that aside just a moment here. Let me. A couple of very important things I need to make sure we get in the broadcast here. Ed, I want to get right to the point. A concise statement back, if you would, please. The the conversation, and I I think you might have a 
interesting way to put this. I asked you about NATO up front. The, the attitude was, you know, very secretive. They're not going to be involved. American, we're not going to train. We're not going to do. We're not, we wouldn't even, weren't even talking money at that point. That's all changed now. Everything is, it's totally, it's a whole different war. This proxy war we're dealing with now. What's changed actually? What's going on? Well, so I'm going to give you a little twist here. So being an Intel analyst, uh, my thought is this. If you have a compromised Manchurian president and you look at the Russian-Ukraine war, it's pretty much contained into that area. But if you look at what's happening in parallel to it, again, absolute power is the quest here. Mm -hmm. So if there's corruption for power with Ukraine, with Russia or China, and in parallel, you're having a U.S. decline military, you're taking our weapons and depleting our stockpile, you're busting our budget, you have the open border and civil liberties to destruct, you use NATO and get them all to focus in a head fake on Ukraine and Russia, which is something we need to focus on and, and take care of. However, if what's the real plan? What's the real objective here? Okay, 2014 and 2022 happened for a specific reason. Putin knew he wasn't going to take over NATO and push NATO. But so why did he do it when he did it? So I got to take a look from the broader perspective. I think this is part of a broader effort here. What is to, it? Again, usurp power here in the United States mm -hmm. and advance power with China and Russia, okay, mm -hmm. as allies, like an Amaturian president, so that they can then, within their spheres of influence in different parts of the world, run the show. Yeah, yeah. There's something to that. I don't discount anything you just said. There is something to that. And I, I, I say that reluctantly, but say it just the same. Uh, this was strategic in nature. I think Russia, Ukraine, the U.S. is using it as a distraction. I think the administration is so screwed up on so many fronts right now that they need these distractions to be able to mesmerize that part of the population while they're stealing us blind over here. And it does come back, as you say all the time, Dad, to pure power and the fight for what that is. But we got to remember on the side here, there also is a globalist shift happening in the world. And there's a globalist shift to bring and collect all this together. And listen, I never believed in a lot of that stuff, frankly. But the evidence is too far out there now that I'm, I've been succumbed. I've been taken screaming and kicking now. Because I'm not, a, I'm never one that thought that was all part of the grand scale. But it appears to be some a lot of evidence now, friends, as to what their ultimate motive is. Uh, strategically, Ed, I want to ask you strategically about the land bridge, which was to get to Crimea. I wanted to get to some of the broadcast. Uh, this is kind of at stake right now. Russia is really adamant about having that land bridge to get to Crimea. They got the gem down there, Crimea, which, of course, happened uh, uh, well, uh, some time ago now. This has been many years. Uh, and so what do you think about what's going on right now with that land bridge? Does Russia retain that? They're, they're, Ukraine seems to be successful with taking some of those back. Does Putin get to the point uh, where he does something else? Uh, what's, the, what's the conclusion? Well, I think he's going to do what he has to, as you said, to keep that land bridge. I mean, that's what Russia's always looked for, the warm seas ports for, for yeah. uh, centuries, right? Yeah. And so the, the aspect here that we're not doing in the United States to counter Russia and also counter China is the cognitive aspect. It is there are many different ways to cause Russia and China strife and undermine them and their institutions in their own government. Yet we're not doing that because we're stuck in this kinetic focus. And not everything has to be kinetic. And so with this land bridge and stuff, yeah, I think Putin's going to hang on to that as much as he can. He may let it go for a while because he knows he can come back and reclaim it. And also there's things he can do then to cause issues for the United States if we try to preclude him 
like again, cyber attacks and other. Right, right. All right, let me bring it to a conclusion now here. As you listen to Ed Huglin and Ilana Friedman, both of them just brilliant minds um, at the highest order. And what a privilege to have them here on the broadcast today, friends. It's, you know, I, I look at this, it, it's always a privilege because we have best in class, best in class all over the platform. And uh, what a thrill for me to be able to uh, participate with these uh, brilliant minds. I uh, have to tell you, um, what Ed says there is interesting. I, I, you know, he's right. We're a bit shallow here when it comes to the kinetic war conversation. Uh, China, Russia, even the Middle East, Iran, they're playing a different sort of war. Uh, they, it's a cognitive deal. They know they're very slippery, slippery when wet. You've seen those signs before, right? Slippery when wet. Well, that's what that's all about right there. We're still playing traditional World War One, World War Two, Korean War, all of this. We come all the way through kinetic war. We win it. They bang, bang, you're dead. 50 bullets in your head. Well, it ain't kind of working that way anymore, kids. These people are, uh, they, they have possession of things. They can do harm. we got the border open right now. The enemy's coming in. As Ed said even a while ago, he's 100% right. All these Chinese nationals are coming in, young men. you got terrorists coming in, a whole barrel load of those now. And believe me, it's it's real. So there's a price to pay for all this. This administration is bent on decimating the country. We're at a very epic point. Epic is what I would call in our nation. You're living in it right now, people. You are living in a historic moment of time. Remember, I told you that. Historic. Historic. This is epic, what has taken place right now. You need to understand from the, from the sound of my voice what you're hearing right now and the action steps that need to happen. It's a dire situation. Not making any of that up. You just have to look at the tea leaves and connect the dots now, and there's some real problems happening, and they're all over the place. It isn't one thing. It isn't two things. It isn't three things. It isn't six things. It's a whole lot of everything. It's on fire. And the country is being taken down. It's being sucker punched every day we move by. Now you've got elections coming. Ed's already stated, well... These people didn't did they didn't go after that for nothing. I mean, martial law, look at the things that are gonna happen. You've got the other uncertainties of the war and everything that's happening out here. Uh, but uh th this other conversation, you know, the United States can't be fixing Ukraine, Russia, or the Uyghurs in China, or this or that, if we don't have our own house in order. We have to have our own house in order. Hear the sound of my voice, please. Until that happens, we have no business playing with anybody. And foreign affairs is important. I'm not a libertarian mindset to think we can't be involved anywhere, but I'm also not, a, I'm not an interventionist. I don't want to be involved in everybody's business everywhere. The United States has failed by pushing our form of democracy out into the world or fixing everything that pains us. We cannot do it. We can't even clean our own house. It's a train wreck. And that's where we find ourselves today, sadly. Anyways, let me have your comments. You can email them in at talk at americaoutloud.com. And many of you do. And we appreciate you. Appreciate your insight. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.